When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Hello, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you guys could only hear the conversations we have before the show goes live sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of the same conversations on air, but. Oh, no, it's fine. I, don't, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know. Yeah, the, the reality of it is, in sports, when you think about some of the history of college sports and guys, you know, getting extra benefits and stuff like that, it's been going on for years, man. It's not a secret. It's As we call it, the ongoing rate. It's all the president's men, man. Follow the money. Come on, you want to know what's going on with baseball right now? Follow, follow the, the money. money. Just follow the money. It's a, what happened with Antonio Brown? Follow the money. That tells yeah. you everything you need when, to know. Whenever, like I tell him, I say, whenever you see somebody back in the day. Flying all the way from Southern California to somewhere out east or in the midst of the south or the Midwest, and they're getting on planes. It's a lot of damn schools you pass it over, bro. Yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about like G four type planes, not like not like these prop like propeller planes, like G fours, Hawkers, My real legit planes. First time I ever was on a prop plane, I went on to visit Mississippi State. And they put you on a prop plane? No, what happened is I flew in. You know, you have to fly in. Got it, then you bigger, do a puddle then jump. Then you do a puddle oh, jump. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm on the first time. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not it. This ain't this it. This is not it. But you can understand why he was checking out Mississippi State, the academics, the football program. <laughs> well, plus, it's tell, real close to home. the second leg in which they put him on the G4 <laughs> after he got the prop plane. <laughs> Jack, Jackie Sherrill was the coach. Let's just put it that Jackie way. Jackie Sherrill. If Ooh. you know anything about college football in the in the in the 70s 80s you know who Jackie Sherrill is I mean, Nick Nolte from Blue Chips the football <laughs> he, version he's like should I go to SC right there in my backyard I always thought about it dreamt about it being a Trojan everything great program the whole or should I go to Mississippi State I'm gonna need some time to think about this let me get on a plane and find out let me, let me check things out <laughs> as Dennis as Dennis Thurman said whatever you do Go eat those people food, but you know where home is at. Mm. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> I love speaking, your transitions. I well, like, well, I mean, like, it, you're, we're, we're talking about now. L.A. and all this stuff. There's no way around it, even if we weren't planning <laughs> no, on talking about it. it. Speaking of L.A., well, I, I, Lakers, I know that's why, why is it always that, speaking I, of? Why, why is speaking of, yeah. like, the transition word that bridges things together? Speaking of. Yeah. Because, like I, people, I, because my last words was L.A. I know, but it's always speaking of. So what do you say? I don't know. Well, because we were just speaking of it. Yeah. I didn't want to do I, I that. I get it. I get it. I didn't want to do that transition because I knew Jay would clown it. So I was trying to think of a way around it. Speaking of. Speaking of which. <laughs> the Lakers did suffer their third loss. There's no way around that one. In as many what? games since the All-Star break. 0-3 since the break. 109-104 to Luka Doncic, who's been playing out of his mind in the Mavs Tuesday night. <sighs> Now they've lost six of their last seven, the Lakers, going back before the break. I mean, <laughs> LeBron said he believes his team has a chance to make the playoffs and 
Key J, you guys have been telling me the whole time, just wait, Russell Westbrook will turn it around. I told you, I don't know about that. And here we are. Are you guys still sure Russell Westbrook will turn it around? I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe at this point. Don't put you. Don't you dare put that on us. I tried Man, to. Man, he shot a three ball last night. I, I, I swear I thought they was going to have to replace the backboard. Yeah. Have it's you ever time. seen a long came Polly? It's like rain yeah. dance. That's yeah. how I feel. Russ shoots the with ball his, sometimes. With his friend Captain. <laughs> Make it rain. Make it rain. White chocolate. At least he, like, but at least he pulled yeah. the trigger, though. He, yeah. He, yeah. yeah he, he takes it. Ben Simmons needs to go hang out with Russell Westbrook. Look, he can't shoot either, but at least he shoots. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is LeBron at the postgame presser. Until you stump me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. As long as we got more games to play, we still have a chance. You know, I hate losing. I feel like poop right now. But tomorrow's a new day, and I'm going to be prepared and ready for, for the Clippers on Thursday. But that's just that's my mindset. That's just who I am. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Uh, Jay, what were the what, what baffles me about the Lakers is they put this roster together. I could see, okay, like wh- as you've been saying, like if Westbrook's on ball, which always happens on a Westbrook team, right? Now LeBron is, a, is, is off ball as a shooter. But when you looked at the construction of the team of everyone getting real minutes, LeBron was the best shooter. LeBron was the best shooter. So you had to assume they were going to get some 3 and D guys or at least some three guys at the deadline, and then they didn't, Jay. What were they expecting? I'm not even going there, Max. We already know that. We've been talking about the lack of moves that Rob Palenka and and team decided to make and the battles between Clutch and Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambis and Kurt Rambis. But last night watching the game, I'm getting to this point where – what we're seeing LeBron James do at the age of 37 is unprecedented, right? Like, he will finish his career in top five in almost every statistical category possible, which is insane. So I'm watching him single-handedly try to keep this team making threes down the stretch against the Mavs to keep this team in the ball game, And then I'm watching defensive principles of Frank Vogel where they're switching everything. And now we're asking LeBron James to even guard Luka Doncic down the stretch to help his team get wins at the age of 37 years old. And it always goes back to this conversation for me. I don't want to see LeBron James stumble down the stretch fighting for a 9 or 10 seed and have something happen to him at this part of the season. 100%. I, and I, I know you, you said it the other day, and I, I, I hate even thinking this way, but just – and this is why LeBron is going to be in the GOAT conversation, him and MJ, because he's always going to want to fight for it, and I love this about LeBron. But this team doesn't fight for it the way LeBron James – fights for it. So I'm watching him single-handedly try to fight, and I'm like, please, Lord, don't roll an ankle. Please, Lord, don't have your knee happen. Not for fighting for a 9 or 10 seed. Not at the age of 37 years old. What? It's like he's out there by him damn self. You say he's age 37, but it's even deeper than that because since he skipped college, it's NBA miles since he was 18. That, yeah, but that's not affecting Well, you have longer season, 82 game schedule yeah, since but it's he's not 18. A, but it's not affecting his play. So when people start to talk about the miles that's on his body, if he was slowing down, then we could point to that as and say, well, this is the no, reason. No, no, only why. to point out how remarkable it is oh, that yeah. he's still no, able he's, to do this. He's remarkable and able to do it. What's fascinating about the Lakers to me is when you never mind the other eight guys on the floor or, or on the bench or whatever. Never mind those guys. Rotation, yeah. Never mind that. If I took three Hall of Famers and I put them on the floor, I should be able to put you and Jay out there and still be good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that's the reality. Yeah, that's a good point. The reality. Westbrook, Top AD, 
and LeBron James, three Hall of Famers. And then if you want to throw Melo in there, just throw Melo in there. She got four. I should be okay. And Dwight, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five. <laughs> five. Yeah, five. five. And, they're, and they're older, but it, it shouldn't matter, though. It really shouldn't matter. They're they just not playing basketball the way, except for LeBron, the way that they envisioned that they were going to be. You thought, and the Lakers thought, they would get at least 60 games from AD. They understand the the, the history of his little injuries that he comes up with. But he gives you 60 usually. But he yeah. usually, they thought going into the season when they put the team together, we should get 60 games out of AD. Not going to happen. They didn't envision, when you looked at Westbrook last year, like Max jokingly always says, second half, second half, second half, second half. When they looked at him in the second half, they were like, okay, well, if I, we get that, we're good. good. Hadn't gotten it. And then LeBron is LeBron. And then the ancillary pieces, Ariza and those guys, you thought that they would be able to come along and just bring enough. Not there yet. So this is why. And I understand what you're saying, Jay, about LeBron risking some things. But he's a player. I, oh, I, know, players, I, oh, I know that. No, I'm saying. And players are going to always, always try That's to That's why the coach got to be. The real ones are. The, the coach got to be like a corner man, Jay. Not tonight, son. It's We're, we're quitting in the corner tonight. Next year yeah. and the year after. Yeah. That's what they should be doing with him. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Next he, year and the year after. It's like, hey, why are we fighting for a nine or ten? And I get that LeBron's going to fight. But to a degree, if it's going in this direction, they haven't beat the Clippers all year, right? So no, we <laughs> haven't. We only three. Which, I mean, think about that. That that's think about that right there within Clippers itself. Ain't got in LA, right now. Yeah. if you're in LA, you guys know what I'm talking about. They have not beat the Clippers all year. <laughs> it was so funny. I meant it's the text. Ill, no Kawhi. I meant the text Marcellus yesterday because I happened to be scrolling through. Now don't his, text him when the Clippers are beating the, the Lakers. That's man. why I was and, and I because he was pounding on oh. the Lakers. And I meant the taxi, but I didn't. He used to say every day on that <laughs> Clip City, Chip City. I'm like the. Clippers never been to a conference final. They haven't even got a corner of a chip. <laughs> Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Better They better compromise on LeBron right now. <laughs> Let's avoid a catastrophic injury, knock wood. Things might be going wrong for the Lakers in L.A., but elsewhere. Man, there's an entire sport that can't figure it out. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio, ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Will and X on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. You're a fool, Yates. What's wrong with you, man? It's a lockout, cuz. Yates is uh, always uh, music appropriate to the subject. Major League Baseball has canceled opening day. Yesterday, I was starting to feel optimistic. Oh, wait, there's movement. They extended the deadline, but it turned out to be, a, in my view, a despicable um, PR stunt by Major League Baseball. Commissioner Rob Manfred announced Tuesday the sport will scrap regular season games over a labor dispute for the first time in 27 years after lockout talks collapsed in the hours before management's deadline. With owners and players unable to agree on a contract to replace the collective bargaining agreement that expired December 1st, Manfred canceled the first two series for each of the 30 teams, cutting each club schedule from 162 games to likely 156 at most. That doesn't sound right. Two weeks of games in Major League Baseball should cut you down from 162 to 152, something like that. You're going to play maybe even 150. You play just about every day in Major League Baseball. But, okay, they're saying from to 156. I don't, I don't know how you only have six games in you two weeks. You don't question their math. <laughs> I am only because if you if you do cut out two weeks of games, you know, baseball teams but, but play six games though. a week basically. But think about it. Sometimes they're they're, they're not four games. Sometimes it's three. Yeah. So Sometimes with travel and stuff, but that that's that seems low to me. Anyway, I I, I doubt they get 156 games in if they cancel two weeks. Anyway, here is Rob Manfred, <clears throat> MLB commissioner, on the cancellation of games. I had hoped. Against hope that I would not have to have this particular press conference um, in which I am going to cancel some regular season games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. The players came here for nine days, they worked hard, they tried to make a deal, and I appreciate their effort. Our committee of club representatives committed to the process. They offered compromise after compromise and hung in past the deadline to make sure that we exhausted every possibility of reaching an agreement before the cancellation of games. Not only do I not believe the spirit in which that was said I believe that it was an intentional strategy by Major League Baseball that they had planned for this that they went in knowing that here's the calculation to me every business wants to control labor costs right because you have various costs that take away from your profits and in baseball labor the labor union is extremely powerful and Major League Baseball looks around at the NBA and the NFL, and say they've controlled labor costs better than we have. So it is so important to them to control these labor costs, this labor cost, that they think that it is worth it to cancel games. Now, had the union gave them, given them everything they wanted, sure, we would have had a season. But 
they were going to have to get a ridiculously lopsided deal to have a season, it seems to me, based on what I understand. Now, they think, and then this is where I think, Key, Jay, and Key, I know you're a big baseball fan, as I am, that, and really what that means is I'm a big Yankees fan, you're a big Dodgers fan, right? Like, we don't follow every team, but we're baseball I'm people. not following the right. Brewers. That's how it works in, in baseball, and that's one of the issues, why it's marginal culturally, or been marginalized. But I believe the miscalculation is this, Key. They think that a bigger slice is so important that they're going to wind up with a bigger slice of a smaller pie. And in the end, they get less pie, you know, or less pizza or whatever you're carving up. That, it's, that this is going to damage a sport that people already largely don't care about. It, it, it will. Um, but I think if, if they decide, Major League Baseball that is, put money behind the marketing of it to regain the trust of the fan base, they can recoup some of the loss. But they got to be willing to do it. They can't talk about it. You know, a couple years ago, they tried to put some money behind the marketing side. of. Remember, they were doing commercials with Griffey Jr. who had retired. They were doing all sorts of stuff to catch the eyeballs so that people will now, you know, look at baseball differently. They've got to go back to that because what's going to happen here with baseball being at a stoppage right now, opening day is a big, you know, we all look forward to opening day. After opening day, we kind of go on about our business until you start to get into the pennant season, so to speak, after all-star break and things of that nature. In order for them to gain their trust back again, they've got to kind of sell it to us all over again. It's like training our minds by – getting us to believe something is totally different than it was before. And I think they can do it, but they've got to be willing to do it. I just think this whole thing is a disaster. And I'm not even a diehard baseball fan. Like, I got a chance to meet Steve Cohen. I like the Mets to a degree, right? Like, watching them, understand what they're doing. But for me, on the outside looking at this whole thing, even if you just look at the way this whole thing started, right? And I wrote it down. The league wanted three months to counter the union's first core economics proposal. They waited three months then six weeks later, they circle back after imposing a lock. It's, it, the precedent has already been set on how they came to the negotiation table. And I think for Rob Manford, whether there were pictures of him working on his golf swing <laughs> yesterday or even the same guy that called like the World Series trophy a piece of metal, like at press conferences, smiling at the fact that they're going into this lock. I, I, I don't understand it. And for your reasons, Max, economic purposes, like this is, this is a leverage play. This is a negotiation tactic. He, sure. he certainly has made some mistakes as the commissioner along the way. There's no question on, about man. it. Yeah. There's t- listen, it's a, a $10 billion, it's a $10 billion industry. $10 billion. And they're, they're so intent on, oh, the players right now, if we could get six and leave the players for just random numbers, that, that's so worth it. Yeah, you want, you want 60%? Of of ten billion, or do you want fifty percent or forty percent of twenty? Right, like you want to grow your sport, or you want a bigger pie of a of a sport that will be further marginalized. It is largely irrelevant in American culture. When I was a kid, I knew. I mean, everyone I knew knew all about baseball. They don't anymore. I still care about it. Key cares about it. You know, I'm forty eight years old. That's the old people still like. I baseball. care about the Dodgers. Right, exactly. I care about the Yankees. I was in the metaverse last night. 
And, and Jay, who's Jay, who's that's who's, who's, who's guys ten years, years younger. Younger. I was in yeah. the metaverse playing the baseball, metaverse. hanging out. That's where you're gonna have to play, watch it's baseball from now on in the so metaverse. Fun, oh, I, I agree with you on it. So but like after opening day, I'm like, okay, volume. Hey, can games. they can throw whoever they want in the metaverse, right? Like I can go watch uh, Ron Guidry pitch again in the metaverse. Yes, you can. I, I, you know what? I might check out metaverse baseball. Not bad. Because there ain't no real life baseball. MLB and the MLBPA couldn't agree on finances, and now there's a quarterback who may not be able to agree with his team over, you guessed it, finances. Uh-oh. Quarterback. Quarterback. <laughs> we'll tell you, <laughs> no more Gettleman to say quarterback. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. You can hear us on Sirius xm channel 80 you can download the podcast you can say play espn your smart speakers pop us up so cardinals coach cliff kingsbury said he didn't know yesterday's statement was coming from kyler murray's agent eric burkhardt who also represents kingsbury so his own agent too kingsbury talked about whether he and kyler have spoken since then listen to this I have not. You know, I think all of our long-term goal here is to have Kyler be our our quarterback, and he understands that, and he understands my um, view of him and and how I feel about him. And um, once again, I'm going to refer it back to the business side of things, and that's not something that I I deal with. But um, it's all part of the business right now and and things that we'll continue to work through. What are the odds that he and Kyler haven't spoken, Key? Well, I think he's talking about within the last several days, right? It's it, it, probably true. It's I mean, all being done through the agent. They share an agent. Well, I don't, yeah, but I, don't, I don't need to talk to Kyler when I could talk to my agent. Yeah. Yeah, but every single day, just because you have a relationship with somebody doesn't mean like you're talking to him all the time. So he could be 
telling the truth at that particular you moment. You think in a moment, like, a situation like this, they share an agent. Uh, Kyler and Kingsbury's success are, according to you, kind of tied together because well, yeah. only certain yeah. system works for a guy that size and everything. So they had to coordinate. This had to be coordinated, no? Yeah, I mean, he, look, they share the same agent, okay? There's communication floating around with everybody. Cliff Kingsbury right now is at the Combine doing Combine-related things. Kyler Murray and his agent are doing whatever they're off doing. Now Cliff has to focus in on trying to find players with Steve Kime, the general manager. He can't worry about Kyler's feelings and things of that nature. He can't have that conversation with the general manager because the general manager has to have a conversation with the owner before he can make any decisions on doing anything. And all Kyler Murray and his agent are doing at this point in time is really ticking off the fan base. Mm. The organization, they big boys. They don't, they used to battling Mm -hmm. contract problems with people. That's not a pressure to them. The problem is when you alienate in the fan base, it becomes very difficult for you to play with that team. That's the only problem I have with Kyler Murray is he got to be very careful on how he's calculating this risk that he's putting out there. You scrub it clean, as you said, of your social media before, Jay, right? You get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no Cardinals, nothing. Then you double down by trying to pin it all on the organization. The organization is just going to sit back. They're letting you fire all, Big everything. They're yep. letting you fire everything off, and they're going to sit back and then finally hit you hard. The Cardinals will be there in 20 years from now. You're not sure about Kyler Murray being there. But it's not only ticking off the fan base, Key. You know, I've talked to a couple of different people around the Cardinal organization. And even even what Larry Fitzgerald Sr. tweeted the other day. Have you guys seen this? Obviously, you guys know about Larry Fitzgerald. Sr. Playing, yeah. His, his father said Christine that. Christine Ryder. Essentially yeah. calling Kyler Murray a spoiled brat. Not the first time we heard that either. It's not. I mean, I mean we've, been, we've been hearing this. From people around here at ESPN, multiple times. Um, so, uh, look, I've never met Kyler Murray, but how it seems to be rubbing people internally as well. These are all factors that, if you're the organization, you're taking into account coming up with this decision. So, Steve Kime says his reaction to the Kyler Murray Eric Burkhardt statement was an agent doing his job, right? Said he's been in regular contact with him throughout the offseason, but not in the last few days. Okay. Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury said he didn't know yesterday's statement was coming from Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhardt, who also represents Kingsbury. We heard, we heard coach say he hasn't spoken to Kyler. Um, I think our long-term goal here is for him to be our quarterback, yada, yada. I They're think. The combine. So how likely is it that, these, that there's a long-term issue here? Or once, you know, like until there's a contract, until they get the bag, there's going to be an issue, it seems to me. Uh, yeah, Diana Russini said the following on NFL Live, our ESPN NFL reporter, when asked if uh, Kyler will ask for a trade. Really, pretty much to sum this up, Kyler Murray's camp at this point, they put the Arizona Cardinals on notice saying we want commitment and we want this to go down over the next few weeks. And they're not going to be very patient with this. And you have to figure, guys, the next Wait. step, because the only card they have is to ask for a trade. And that's something that's going to wind up happening if they don't get what they want from the Cardinals. Yeah, that, and, and, and look, that's just, and, and, and Diana did a great job in reporting this information because this news she had, nobody else had, which was extremely important to the whole 
Kyler Murray situation. But it's just utterly ridiculous and stupid in the month of February, moving into March, that all of a sudden, if I don't get my way, I'm going to ask for a trade because I'm going to bully you into giving me a contract. Meanwhile, let's rewind to a couple years ago with Patrick Mahomes. Same time in career-wise, coming out of their third season into his fourth season after winning a Super Bowl, being an MVP, <laughs> whatever else accolades you want to. 50 touchdown season. Championship games, la da 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 They got his deal done in the summer. They got to think about what I'm saying now. They got his deal done in the summer, not in March. You didn't hear a peep out of Mahomes. I, I, so, and Mahomes is here. Kyler Murray is not at that level to be in a position to argue and fight about a contract in, Feb, in, in February and March. Makes no sense. It makes zero sense because you got all the time in the world. But, Key, what, what gets rewarded these days in our society? Like, in, in a lot of ways, people who bully and who put people in the corner, like, in, and I get what it sounds like, right, because we, we don't want to reward that. But a lot of times people try to force other people's hands. And typically, to my surprise, I'm like, damn, he got that done? Okay, like, maybe that's, maybe that's the way I should go about doing business sometimes. Maybe I'm too much of the nice guy. I'm not saying it's the right way to go about doing business, but – you say Patrick Mahomes. How about Baker Mayfield? If you're using that as an example, to, and I'm not defending his actions, but a guy who waited around and look what happened with Baker. No, but Baker Baker didn't wait around because there's communication along the lines with Baker Mayfield. You can't pay Baker Mayfield in a situation that he was in. Kyler Murray didn't been to Pro Bowls, which doesn't mean anything to me. But the argument is he'd been to Pro Bowls. He led your team. Kyler Murray's better than Baker He's Mayfield. Be- there Agreed. you go. There you go. So Kyler Murray's better than Baker Mayfield. My whole point to that, so Jay. getting hurt and all that. But my whole point to that Factor is. That into it. We are in March. Mm-hmm. Season doesn't start till September. You got a long time to get something done. The season just ended. You just so, lost in the playoffs so, a couple so months this ago. Begs the, or this asks the question, okay? Here's what we have to ask. Why? Is it just because he's a spoiled yes. brat? Why is he so desperate? If I'm the team, alarm bells are going off. These dudes are too thirsty at this <laughs> moment, right? Why? That mean, that tells me they may think there's an underlying physical problem. Well, here's there's, why. You know, but here's why, though. Because if you look at the history of Kyler Murray and since he's been in the league, he hasn't played a full season. He's always injured and hurt. So you're trying to wrap it up before we get to the regular season. And then all of a sudden, for the same reason that that's the that's the problem it, he has it, now, Jay. He's back. But I don't I'm think the Cardinals, and I'm not in a rush. That's because I understood. need to make sure that this is what I want to do from a long term so, standpoint. So he's okay. backed himself into a corner now. Yeah. If his words have to mean anything, they have to follow through now. If his behavior, if there's no if there's no follow yeah, through on bark, a threat, don't, don't, bark don't bark if you're not going to bite. I, and now. So what does he do? Because the, for the same reason that he wants to bag now, team don't want to give it to him now. And, and they you, actually hold the cards. And as I said so before, speak. before we heard that sound from Diana, if you are in a situation and you alienate a fan base, that is hard as hell to play in with your own fan base. See, because the fans, yeah, but, but. they don't <clears throat> typically forgive you as a player when you tell them, I don't want to be with you anymore. When you say... If you don't do this deal for me in two years, uh, two weeks, I'm quitting. I'm gone. I'm taking my ball. I'm running home. Trade me. And then all of a sudden you come back 
they don't, they like, yeah. I'm telling you, Key, fan, fans will come back. They will cheer for you if you continue to win games. Now. No, they're they not going to cheer. They're not, you, 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 you're not finishing games. You're not finishing games. You're always hurt. I hear and it. the rumors are out there about immaturity, small brat, all of those sort of things. They're going to turn on you. Jay, who would, what would you do if you were Arizona? You're in the front office at Arizona. How would you respond to this bullying tactic, you would call it, by, by uh, Kyler and his agent? I would try to find middle ground. I'm not sure I would pay him the money he wants, but I would try to find middle ground. And let's say they were like, no, we need to get paid. To, so middle ground is high 20s, low 30s, whatever. You know, it's not, no. it's, it's not 45 million a year. See, but right? he ain't going for 20, right. 30. Okay. That ain't happening. I don't, it's not I, happening. So, I'm a starting so, so, quarterback. So, I need starting why, quarterback Pro Bowl hey, money. Right, I, right. Keep, I keep trying to tell you, and I know people get angry about it, but typically in this situation, like he's going to bully his way to get what he wants. Okay, so you do think. So my, what, what's your, So you're the, you're the Arizona Cardinals. You don't want to give him my money, Key? Go ahead and rebuild then. Yeah, I, I'll rebuild. Go ahead and rebuild. This is what you I would do if I was. You can rebuild. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to have a problem. I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Go I'm play gonna, I'm gonna do your middle mark. ground. Wait, I'm going to do your middle ground. Here's middle ground for me. It's not the average per annum because he's worth it per season. It's the length of the deal and therefore the overall guarantee. So if I were the Arizona Cardinals, I might even publicly, if they continue to do this publicly, say you are absolutely worth that commitment. We think you're great. We want to pay you at the top of the market, but – you have been hurt in the last two seasons. Absolutely. We have worn down. Absolutely. Given your size Absolutely. and the fact yep. that this is a big physical sport, we are willing to make that commitment to you. But the overall length of the commitment is not going to be as though you've been healthy this whole time. You see what I mean? A- a- yes. Absolutely. I think, but they're not going to take that. They're not going to, for that, it's like a franchise tag. They're not going to take that. Well, one of the things that if you came to me and you told me I need to pay you now in two weeks or whatever the deadline is set up, and I'm the team, do you want to play for the Arizona Cardinals in the National Football League? You do. So, as we said to you before, we are going to get to you. This is the month of March. We are in the process of free agency, evaluating the draft. There is no pressure point for me to sign you right now in the day. Who would be interested I'm in – I'm not coming to the offseason conditioning, blah, 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 blah. He was the number one okay. overall pick. He has played very, very well. Like, until the injury, which is factored into the equation – his play kept them undefeated two seasons in a row throughout a huge portion of the season, both seasons, okay? So his play is extraordinarily high when he's healthy, extraordinarily high. But as Key, you point out, it's dependent upon the system and the coach also, right? So you spent the number one overall pick on him. You've developed a team around him. What could you get for him? And that depends on who would be interested in trading for him, right? I don't, I don't, know, that, I don't know that out of the 30 – Two t- 31, because you take Arizona out of it. Where does he fit? Because let's just use an example, for instance. The New England Patriots. Let's just use well, the, it. I, they, they stack, right? They got the quarterback. But let's just use the philosophy of New England. I think Belichick would change his philosophy around I don't Tyler. think he would change the philosophy. How about New Orleans? There are teams he can fit on now. I get that we're going to base his towards like a system and Bill Belichick, but there are teams. I don't think so, Jay. Everybody, you got to understand, when he came out into the draft, the reason he became the number one overall pick is because Cliff Kingsbury got the job. Cliff Kingsbury has been eyeing him since high school. It was a love fest. It wasn't like teams were moving up. He ain't for everyone, but – 
Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, is for everyone, former NFL executive, our GM. What's up, Mike? Hey, Michael. Good morning, gentlemen. It looks warm down there, Mike. It looks warm. I'm in Indianapolis for the combine. Oh. We're not in Boca today, guys. But I, I, I will persevere. In it, it's going to get to 60. <laughs> hey, look, put it this way. It looks warm in your room. Yes. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Mako. When life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Uh, Mike T., what are your thoughts on a potential Kyler Murray trade? Key is mentions that he's not for everybody you need to. But what do you think about his trade value? Who would be interested and how would it work? Max, who wouldn't be interested? I'm not saying he's perfect. He's one of the 10 best quarterbacks on the planet. If he was in this year's draft, if he was in next year's draft, he would be the number one pick. So I'm disappointed how the agents handled it. I'm really disappointed by the timing of it because he's been extension eligible for about 10 seconds here where guys like Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield are already into their fifth year. So I think he could have and should have handled it better. But if just load them up. Carolina, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know what team shouldn't be interested in him because there's nobody in the draft that's even close to him. And who, from a free agency standpoint, is better than he is. So despite his deficiencies, he would be in big demand. Mike, do you think you, you mentioned, right, that the agent responding at the level he did, do you think that Kyler Murray – drop some breadcrumbs to the agent about potentially going back to playing baseball and the agent feels like, oh, I got to try to get a football deal done now because if I don't, he, he may go baseball and I might lose that commission. You think that's some of that swirling around that agent's head? Yeah, absolutely, Key. I think everything's on the table, but I'll tell you this. If I was Steve Kime, the GM of the Cardinals, who's done a really good job, it's really easy for me. Hey, Eric Burkhart, we could have disagreement. We could have discourse. If you even breathe on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, you're going to play out this year. You're going to play out next year. You're going to play on the franchise tag. We'll talk to you in three years. We don't do business through social media, so if you even look at your Twitter account, this negotiation is over. Ooh, Mike That's T. That's what so, I'm talking so, about. So, Mike, with that, with that, Mr. Being, T. With that being said, does Kyler Murray get paid his money? Jay, I, I, I really don't know. You know why? Because I'm worried about the team right now. i got to go help this offensive line. We need more help on defense. We have the combine. We have free agency. We have the draft. Kyler, we'll get to you in August, so just be patient. You've been eligible for about 10 minutes. And there'll be some give and take. We'll get probably close to that $40 million a year average. You'll probably have to take a little less guarantees because we're going early. There's a deal to be made, but there's a right time and place. And if I even hear one word <laughs> from anybody, directly or indirectly, this is over. Mike, but, I love Mike, it. Mike Tannenbaum with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. But, Mike, it, are you, would you be concerned at all as GM? And you, I understand you are talent-friendly. You're a talent-friendly GM. Wait a minute. It's not the same for everybody. That guy's a special player, and I agree with you. I think he's a special talent. But would you be concerned about making a commitment long-term to a guy who does have a reputation as being spoiled now and publicly, and, and like now he's doing this to you, and his agent is doing social media and all that kind of stuff? Wouldn't that make you kind of give you a little bit cold feet about the whole thing? You're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So a couple of thoughts. Max, first of all, he is not perfect, but – when there's 12 teams in the NFL right now that don't have a starter for this season, he looks pretty darn good when you look at the alternatives. 
I would ask him, I would say, hey, Kyler, what do you think you need to do to improve your leadership? And I think his answer, guys, would be so fascinating. It would give us an insight to what kind of self-awareness he has. And that would certainly help guide me and where we are with him. And you're, you're making a great point. You look at Jared Goff, his dead money, Carson Wentz, his dead money. There are cautionary tales about extending a player too soon, certainly something I did with Mark Sanchez. And look, when you give money to USC players, you know it comes with risk. But the alternative to me is certainly worth it. Well, too bad they didn't give this USC player any money when I was with the Jets. And, Mike, Mike, when you, you're talking about spending money, draft picks, things of that nature, Carson Wentz, and I know you're at the Combine, so I don't want you to see Chris Bollard down there and he frown at you because what I'm about to ask you, are they making a huge mistake with Carson Wentz by even thinking about moving on from a guy that they gave up a first-round pick for a year ago as well as a third-round pick, and they've only had him for 17 games? Like, think about this, though, Mike. And I was telling the guys, if you're drafting a quarterback in the draft a year ago for a first-round pick, 17 games later, you decide he's not the guy. What does that say about your evaluation process? Yeah, Key, I think it's a really fair point. Indy has a really good team. I don't think Carson Wentz was perfect, but I think when Chris Ballard and Frank Reich look at their alternatives – I would go back with Wentz. One, as you said, you know, there's a significant investment, but fundamentally, who are they going to get that's going to be that much better? They had two games to go against Vegas and Jacksonville. While Carson Wentz didn't play well, neither did their team. You know, the Colts' defense played poorly against Jacksonville. So to me, I would bring them back. They have a really good nucleus, and maybe I would draft another quarterback, maybe in the second and third round. Maybe it's someone like Sam Howell of North Carolina. So while I may not be content with Carson Wentz, he probably gives me the best chance to win in 2022 and then draft maybe his replacement in this year or next year's draft. Mike T., real quick, can you restructure his deal if you bring him back? Uh, too much guaranteed money, Jay Will. I mean, you know, just like you NBA players, lots of guaranteed money, a little flexibility for the club. <laughs> Major League Baseball would rather cancel its seasons to get into the kind of situation that you guys are in in football and basketball. Football and basketball front offices have it so good. The great Mike Tannenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mike T. All right, Mike T. Enjoy the coat. Thanks, guys. Go get we're we're going to warm up to 60. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it here. Somehow, someway, I'm going to make it. You got the thermostat on Florida in his room, though. Look at that. It's <laughs> <laughs> to Florida. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. So there, they, so there you have it. Mike T says top 10 quarterback, and you want to try and figure something out, but don't even look at your social I, I, that's media. That's what I said. Man, you better be quiet. Get we'll get money. to you in August. Coming up, why no new news, well, no news might actually be good news for one team. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.